This is Podflix, episode 181. This is Willie. This is Paul. This is Nish. What's up, guys? What is up? I don't know. You're in a basement. I am recording from my secret bunker in the basement. That's right. <laughs> you and your you and your mouse friend. Yeah. It's the only place where I don't wake people up with this recording. <laughs> You're cool just hanging down there with a mouse. You know, you guys know I'm petrified of mice. Uh, there are multiple mice in the walls, that. and I hear them when I'm sleeping. And that I, I'd be out. I'd be hard out. There are I mean, mice in the walls, huh? It annoys me because it keeps me awake, but that's about it. You don't why, worry why about would, them crawling you? on you? What? No. You don't worry about them crawling on you? No. Why would I worry about that? When I was um, eight years old, I used to mow the lawn, and um, my dad was nice to me when I was eight. After that, um, he wouldn't let me. So he let we had five acres, and I had to. Uh, uh, it would take like eight nine hours to mow that lawn. One year, he he bought a ride on lawnmower. So I got to use it, which I think about it now. As an eight-year-old? There's no yeah. way you rode Holy a, a riding lawnmower when you were eight? <laughs> Absolutely. When I think back to it, I'm like, wow. <laughs> what were you doing? Mowing the lawn. No, yeah. I'm saying your dad. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I went to start the lawnmower first time for the season, and apparently there was a mouse nest in there, and about 20 mice just like ran up. I was wearing shorts, just ran up my shorts all over me. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> It's well, like, that's traumatic. That's yeah. That's, that that's yeah. That's that's, that's understandable. It's like, that's it's like some Indiana Jones shit, you know. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, no, I don't do mice, and you know, some of these rats in New York City now, I swear they are bigger than both of your cats combined. They are so big and so scary. I'm just like, whoa, I can't do it. Now these are like the because I, I, since I just saw one, um, they're like the cute little field mice that are like two inches long. Can I go on a dumb detour for a minute? Hold on. Yes, you may. But first and foremost, we, we watched F9 this week. We'll talk about that in a hot minute. No, detour. Sure. Yeah, you mentioned Indiana Jones, right? So the first <laughs> thing I thought was, you know, Indiana Jones was a lot older when he fell into that then what? thing of snakes. Oh, yeah, 17, in, in, 18? In, in, yeah, he's like, he's yeah. Well, how, is he, how old is he supposed to be there? Definitely like at least 16, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's wearing a Boy Scout uniform. He might be 12. He's well, not twelve. But he, he could be like an Eagle Scout kind of thing, you know. Like, There's no way he's well. Yeah, he is not twelve. Yeah. There's, There's no, no way. Okay, well, let's go. Let's cut it down the middle. Let's say he's fifteen and a half. Okay, so that's one. Two. Yes, he falls into that thing of snakes on the train, and yes, it's freaky. It is in the context of this huge chase, which is going on forever. It is like this much of that. He also almost gets impaled by a rhino. He's not afraid of rhinos. He's like he falls you down. Know, in front you of never a see lion. a rhino again in the rest of the movies. Well, fair enough. <laughs> but I would have expected him to say something like he's like I like at some point where he's like rhinos, hey, rhinos. Snakes, that and rhinos. You know, so like, why did it have to be rhinos? <laughs> exactly. Just nothing but rhinos down in the well of the souls. <laughs> I mean, rhinos right. very dangerous. <laughs> you go first. You go first. <laughs> How long have you been thinking about this, Nish? You've been holding this in for I, a minute. I seriously, I thought about it the 10 seconds between when you said Indiana Jones and can I take a detour. 
It was so, like in my brain, it was just going on. Like, it's like, it, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, I had never thought of this, but this doesn't make sense. Why would remember- he be so afraid of snakes from that one thing? And they made it very clear that he's not afraid of snakes before that because his little chubby friend sees a snake before that. And he's like, what? It's just a snake. Like, they make it very clear that he is like, he is totally cool with snakes. And then this one momentary fall into like this snake pit thing makes him petrified of snakes for the rest of his life or at least you know until he's 40 whatever when we see him they don't show it later but he's got like a snake in his ear or something they has to pull out really gruesomely or something (laughs) i i can't remember because i've blocked all memory of this movie out of my head but do snakes come up in crystal skull at all Jesus, I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember any only, of it. Only I, I unfortunately snakes. have not blocked all memory because I all of a sudden remembered it's like ants come up in that movie somehow, don't they? I feel like there's some scene with ants. I only remember the ridiculous scene with the, all the monkeys, which was which was horrible. Yeah, well, and of, and of course the crystal skulls. Well, yeah, but that's... <laughs> why did it have to be crystal skulls? That's <laughs> the right. one thing I'm afraid of. That's right. That, that's a line you never quote from Indiana Jones is knowledge was their treasure. Wow, you remember that movie way too well. Oh, come on. That was like the most groan-worthy part of the movie when he's like, knowledge was their treasure. It's like, oh, boo. Have you seen that movie since we saw it in the theater? No, I have not. All right. Because I haven't either, but I really don't remember much of it at all. They were really tall, right, at the end? We're doing another one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That seems ill-conceived, but... Yeah. I mean... Probably can't be worse. Probably. Except he's just, I mean, sorry, but he's just getting so old at this point. Like, Yeah, but I mean, this one won't have Shia LaBeouf in it, will it? That seems unlikely. <laughs> yeah. At this point, what decade does it have to be set in? Does, Can I get away does... with the 60s? Um, I'm looking to see if it says something about it on this uh, Wikipedia page. I did not realize that this is uh, not written or directed by Steven Spielberg. But he's producing it, right? He's producing it, yeah. It is written yeah. it, it is directed by James Mangold, who also uh, co-wrote the script, along with two guys whose last name is Butterworth. <laughs> Jez Butterworth and John Henry Butterworth. No relation. Yeah, I hope not. That would be amazing. No, they're Get brothers. the Butterworth twins on this one. That's yeah, kind of what it is. The Butterworth twins. Yeah, I'm sure this says nothing about when it's supposed to take place. Matt Mickelson is in it. That's good. I like that. I would love it if it was if it was supposed to take place in the 80s. That would be amazing. I mean, there's a lot of things they're setting in the 80s now just because. For some reason, Indiana Jones just... It, the, the, the farther into the future you take it, the less it works. And I feel like yeah. it just even, doesn't even work. Even in the, the 50s, it was like... It was weird. Yeah, it's like the idea of him against the communists was fine. But like the leather jacket part of it was like kind of like, eh, this is like feeling weird. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, even this, like anything from the 60s on just feels like it'll be bizarre. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the 60s one, it would be full of like hippie jokes and shit. Right. And, like, but I mean, it has to be something kind of recent, right? Like, because he's going to be old. Like, you yeah, can't really I explain think, that away. Yeah, I think so. You don't want to see Disco Indiana Jones? <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously if, I do. Right. I was going to say, if they're going to be in the 70s, it better be Disco Indiana Jones. I want him to like 
be wholeheartedly into 70s culture. Yeah. I want to see like the version of his outfit, but with like the bell bottoms and like really wide lapels on his coat and like just really going for it. I would yeah. love it. Yeah, I really want him to be going for it. Like, like especially Platform like... Platform boots. Sequence yeah. cowboy hat, or and, leather hat. <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, given the fact he's got like his earring, Harrison Ford, and like his like Han Solo hair from the sequels trilogy where he had kind of like the long kind of... The kind of shaggy hair. Yeah, like he should just be fucking like smoking weed the whole time. <laughs> oh, you should totally have like that long like Bee Gees hair for the movie. <laughs> It'd be amazing. And, and yeah. I mean, you'd have to have a mustache. Oh, yeah, it's a real 70s mustache. Yeah, this, big it, 70s mustache. If this movie is anything else but this, I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now I'm just picturing him looking like David Crosby or something. <laughs> like old David Crosby with like long hair. I'm thinking Tom Selleck and you go, you go the opposite way. <laughs> is he balding on top? <laughs> Maybe. He's just really nailing it. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, guys. We did. We did some. We did some watching this week. We did um, this movie called F Nine. It F9, is the, colon the Fast Saga. Yes. Okay. That's what IMDb calls it. I don't know. What, what the fuck are they doing with these movie names? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? It's become a self parody. You can't even make fun of it anymore. It really has. What What is the uh, What did the F Nine button do usually? I don't. I don't remember. What did it usually do? Yeah, like I don't know. Pause screen. I don't know. I mean, right. Looking at it right now, it's next track on my keyboard. Okay. Oh, fair enough. All F9 right. colon so, the next track. The next track. Hey, that would kind of work, right? It would work. We have, we have racing scenes in this movie. <laughs> We're obviously going to review this movie. I think it's impossible to review this movie. <laughs> Are we? Is wait, it wait, on we're not, not going to just move on. I'm just ignoring you. You're, you're better moving. I'm plowing <laughs> right. forward. Uh, right, I think it's going to be impossible to review this movie without talking about the other movies in the, in the saga, if you will. All right. So, let's start with the first one. Well, I was actually we open hoping, on L.A. <laughs> here's how I would like to do this. And you can tell me if I think it's going to go off the rails quickly. I mean, but we, we but, are we are no help right now. So, but come on, you know that when people listen to this, they're going to be like, what was the fourth one? And what was the fifth one? So the first one was just like the first one, a car, car guys racing each other, bad undercover cop. And the second one was Miami. Yeah, with no Vin third, Diesel. Right. Yep. And it's the one the where they third, introduced Tyrese. And then the third one is Tokyo, right? Tokyo Drift, and that's the one that has no Vince Diesel or Paul Walker, Vince Diesel, Vin Diesel. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely doesn't have Vince Diesel in it. I'm sure about that. In fact, I don't think I've seen Vince Diesel in any of these movies. I've been waiting. Actually, actually, Vince Diesel is in this most recent one. He plays the young Vin Diesel. That guy, Vince Diesel. (laughs) Okay, no, so, so yeah, the, the third one is Tokyo Drift and has yep. like a completely different cast of characters. And then the fourth one is Mexico? Yes. The yes. fourth one is fourth one is Mexico. It's by we far bring back the old the, cast. Right. The, yeah, but by far the low point in the series by yeah, a mile. That is one that's just called Fast and Furious. Yep. Uh, and then the it's the fifth, one it, Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, it's it's the one about getting like Paul Walker and Vin Diesel's characters to reconcile from all the events of the previous movies. Uh, okay. Right. And then the fifth one is um, Brazil. Brazil, right? Yep. And that's the and first the, one with the, the rock and the undoubted high point of the series, right? Yep. 
And then I get a little muddled and lost here. I'm not even going to include the Hobbs and Shaw and if there are any other spinoffs that I don't remember. Six is the one where I never remember where these take place, but six is the one where Owen Shaw is the bad guy. That's Luke Evans character. Okay. What is what's what? But is that is that all we can say about it? Because I I, mean, I definitely saw it, but I don't. Paul can probably it. say something about it. That's a, that's all I can say about it. Honestly, the sixth one is the one I remember the least. It's also okay. it's also the one where um, Gal Gadot's character dies at the end. Okay, as has the only major character who has not been brought back at this point. The, the only part yes. of the crew. <laughs> yes, exactly. Too expensive. Seems unlikely. Yeah, given given where she is now. The seventh one is the last. Paul Walker one, right? Yes, and it's the it's, one where Jason Statham is the bad guy. Yeah, okay. it's the and it's the most disjointed one because of cutting because around. They had to cut around Paul Walker, an actor's death. Yeah. yeah, and is that the one that we think that we are to believe that Han died in that one? No, Han, Han dies Han, at the Han end died, of three, which Han, they yeah. retcon at the end of six. Six, right? So, so Han's death is supposed to take place between six and seven, but it's actually in three. So four, four, five, and six become are really a prequel to three in a weird way. Yeah, they, they or, or, takes, or they at least take place before three. Right, three takes place between six and seven. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and then eight is Charlize Theron as the bad guy and Cipher and yep. I watched this one two days ago. Yeah, and Vin Diesel has to work against his team. Right. Oh, that's right. Vin Diesel is Vin Diesel's the bad guy. Right. But not really. But not really. And it's also the one where they, they take down a submarine with cars, which is notable just for that. Right. And then um, also important point in that one is that Vin Diesel's now a dad. And they kill off the whatever her character's name is. The mom, <clears> yeah. <throat> Elena. Who I basically only remember her from Brazil. Five. What's hilarious yeah. about this movie, these movies is I've watched them all multiple times except for eight and nine. And like, I don't know any characters' names in these movies. Like, I know the guy is Dom. Vin Diesel is Dom. And Paul Walker's character is Brian. There's Letty and Mia. I don't know, like, Ludacris' name. Tyrese's name. Roman. Yeah. So I don't remember any of those guys. Like When you say it, of course, yes. But if you were to ask me, like, what's what's Tyrese's character's name? Like, Yeah. Couldn't tell you. No. Yeah. Uh, and so much then, less those third tier characters like the like the, the the mother of Vin Diesel's kid I couldn't couldn't possibly tell you. I I only know that one because I did not watch uh Fate of the Furious or Fast and the Furious 8 or whatever you want to call it before all this and I also had not seen it so I like went through the Wikipedia page to just be like, "All right, what happens in this movie?" Like and and the main thing was, where did this kid come from and who's the mom since they keep mentioning it? And it was like Oh, okay. Okay. All right. It's this person. I can't imagine a better way to experience a Fast and the Furious movie than reading the Wikipedia entry for it. By the way, if you if you were uh, you may know this already, but the actress who plays the mom, <laughs> the, the 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 agent, you know, whatever her name is, I just said her name and now I don't remember it. Do you know who she's married to in real life? The Rock. Uh, nope. Eric Roberts. Nope. <laughs> Those are very different guesses. <laughs> the Rock or Eric Roberts? He's in everything. <laughs> Closer to The Rock than Eric Roberts. The answer is Chris Hemsworth. Oh, good for him. Yep. Good for her. Yeah. yeah, good for her. Good for yeah. Good for both of them. They're they're good looking people. Hmm. I really the first probably hour of seeing that movie the first time I thought it was Daisy Fuentes. 
Wow, Daisy Fuentes. There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. That's right. Remember that MTV VJ from like... Oh, I know Daisy Fuentes. <laughs> She's me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to go the whole way with that. <laughs> so do you want to try and summarize what the fuck happens in this movie, Nish? <clears throat> yeah, sure. Why not? Um. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> especially good not having seen eight um so dom is retired um and he's living on a farm somewhere with letty raising raising his son little brian Mm -hmm. you see at the end of eight he named brian because of course he did um i'm pretty sure it'd be little brian yeah will will be lil 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 brian all right um, and, uh, some of the, the, the rest of the crew more or less comes and, uh, and gets them back in for, for one more, uh, one more deal. Um, the issue basically is that, um, boy, uh, so the, <laughs> Kurt Russell's character, Mr. Nobody, the CIA handler guy, um, his, like his plane went down and he sent some like secret coded message to like just them. And it has to do something with Cypher, who's Charlie Theron's character from the last movie. Right. Um, he had captured her. But, right, right, but, right. That's yeah. right. He had captured her, but his plane went down. Right. So they got to kind of figure out what happens. And he, Dom isn't originally going to go, but then he sees something in something or other. I mean, he sees something in like a picture, like some part of the, the, it's not worth getting into. But basically he, he deduces that his long lost brother I can't say that with a straight face. Uh, Jacob Toretto, who we have never heard of at all. Nope. And I guess they kind of give a, us a reason why that would be the case, but it still makes very little sense. Um, is, I mean, they give you is, a lot in, of backstory in this movie. Yeah, is, is involved with this. And we get some backstory on Dom and Jacob. And notably, very little on Mia anywhere in there. It's like she didn't exist back in, back in those days. Um, but yeah, we get like a half hour worth of flashbacks basically in this movie about um, to set up the conflict between Dom and his brother, uh, who is played in the present day by John Cena. And um, it's just sensible casting because he and Vin Diesel look so much alike. Yeah, absolutely. Completely. <laughs> Same hairline. Yeah. yeah. And and the movie goes from there. Basically, um, Jacob is uh, kind of a. Uh, has become some kind of major spy dude or something. And has like this, almost this private army and he's working to get this secret project Aries thing, which can be uploaded to a satellite and then like control like any computing device. More yeah, or it's, less. it's the tech MacGuffin. MacGuffin right. of it, the it is the tech yeah. MacGuffin of this. It's uh, it is one hell of a MacGuffin. Um, since it could just, they, they don't even like, it's just like, Oh, they'll be able to control anything that can turn on. It's like, right. yeah. And and then that's basically the premise of the movie. So they're, they are trying to stop him. Yep. I'm not going Nailed to. It. I mean, I could keep going, I guess, as we go through, but it goes a lot of different places. All right. Literally where goes do, a lot of where, different places. Where do I start with this? Um, Paul. Hmm. You and I saw Too Fast, Too Furious. Is that what it was called? Is that the title? Second that one? was the title of the second one. Yeah, we yep. saw that together in the movie theater. Okay. And if I told you back then. <laughs> if in you say so. <laughs> 2000 and whatever it was. Yep. Three, two. You know, this fucking thing is still going to be going on 15 years from now, except for Tyrese is going to drive a car into space. And they're still going to be making money. 
What would you say to that? It's kind of a. It really is amazing. Like it's you watch the you watch the movies and like you watch the movies and the first one's like yeah all right whatever and like I can see how it could like limp through and get a sequel and it, they make a sequel and it's like okay that's a sequel they don't really care about clearly like they're just trying to get it made they couldn't get like the original cast back or whatever they do it and then they make a third one and you're like wow this is borderline direct to video like I kind of like no offense like it, like in retrospect it's actually a pretty good movie but like it doesn't it feels like something else and then they make a fourth movie and it's terrible and it's like somehow this this like series just never dies and yes and then they make a few like really you know fun ones in there um but man like it just keeps chugging along like i guess it just makes a crap ton of money but wow like it's a it's kind of amazing do we know if this made money i, yes. I have to just assume it made money and that's that's why they keep shitting these they made a shit ton out. of money it yeah. made a lot of money it it made uh i believe 750,000 or something world or thousand 750 million <laughs> worldwide which is big for the pandemic absolutely yeah i don't know i mean the other question that i don't think we should attack now but you know i went into this wondering i uh, preface this watching i watched fate of the furious the eighth movie earlier in the week and it was like can this series be carried of all things, and is this a, the lamest question ever? Can the series be carried without Paul Walker? I don't I mean, think that's as lame a question as you would have thought. It, it's not necessarily that he carried the series, but I think like the best movies, and to be fair, I didn't see eight, but I definitely felt this movie, it was like that relationship. Bad, that, uh, yeah. That that relationship I thought is more important than I realized to like the equilibrium of the movies. Like, this movie felt a lot like it's like, well, Vin Diesel just gets, like, gets to do whatever he wants in terms of, like, how this movie is going to go and which what shape it's going to take in no, a lot of ways. You're 100% right. I mean, <clears throat> without Paul Walker's character, like, those, these, the last two movies feel fundamentally different than the ones that came before it. In, in a, like, in a pretty surprising way. And to be honest, like, I really don't like them as much as I like the other ones. Even, like, the bad ones. Like, those two guys had really good, like, a good on-screen friendship. Like, it was a great, like, relationship in the movie. It's like, you you totally bought that those two dudes were friends. And apparently, like, they were very, very good friends in real life. Um, and, yeah, that actually was a big part of those movies in the end. And, like, these movies with Adam were, like, they're, they are something different. Because because none of the other characters, I mean, like, just none of the other characters have ever been set up as, like, real foils for him. Like, the closest you could really get would be Michelle Rodriguez, but that's a very different relationship, you know? Right. Like, I mean, think of it this way. Every character is, like, brought into this franchise by either, like, knowing Dom or knowing Brian. Brian. Like, that's how everyone comes into this movie. Like, those two people are the center of everything. I actually always liked um, Roman and Brian's relationship as well, starting from the second movie. Like, I always thought they had at least one or two good, like, interactions, one-liners. And these last two movies, they really leaned heavily on the Tyrese Ludacris, you know, connection. And it didn't play as well in these two movies as it had previously. I find I find Roman insufferable in general. Like, like as I don't know if it's Tyrese I don't like or if it's Roman as he's written, but, like, I, I just feel like he's always trying to do these quips and they're not very funny. Like Ludacris is fine. I like Ludacris. Like he's, and they he's keep a, giving he's, him he's more. He's a likable presence. I agree. Like there's a lot of 
him in this movie, like in that opening gunfight and all that. Like he's kind of all over that. And then he's got, yeah, like he's one of the main two people for this whole space subplot that, that goes on. And it's like, he's, uh, he's better. He's, he's, his character is a lot better in the earlier movies. Cause they don't use him as much. Right. Yeah. He he, feels, he's, he's all over this movie and it's just like, it's so much of the same beats over and over again. You're like, come on, this is not even like funny anymore. This is like, this is not great. Can we talk about foundationally something that happens in almost every one of these movies, which is it NOS? Because <laughs> that is something that happens in all these movies. That is true. Um, no, it's going to say the way that the team is assembled, right? And I feel like the movies that it was better at, they are like the, the way the team is re-brought back together, the manner in which they're re-brought back together actually genuinely helps the movies set them up for success. And I felt it was really clunky in this movie, especially like the reintroduction of Han. I had like thought I would have cared. I was just like, holy shit. Can you get to the point? How are you still alive? Like I agree. Really drawn out reconnecting this team. I agree. I, I, and I like, listen, I love Han. He's like, he's probably my favorite character from the series. And like, I like, I agree with you. Like they brought him back in a way that's just like, yeah, okay, right? Who cares? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of. He also had very little speaking parts. Did you notice that he was on screen a lot? He was on screen a lot. He he like did a lot in like the action sequence, especially like that big long one at the end. But like, yeah, he didn't say very much. I don't know if this is true, but I very much from the the few like interviews and stuff that I've seen. So the 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 director of this movie is is, is Justin Lin, who um direct who introduced the Han character. Right, and in fact, was Han, a big... Han, Han existed before F- Tokyo Drift. Like he was a character in one of Justin Lin's other movies. That, right, they that, retconned that, that back in. Yeah, right, right. That Sun Kang was like actually did. Um. So so basically, because he's directing this this the ninth movie is the only way Han came back. It wasn't like something the studio wanted or anybody else wanted, but like the director's like, I want this, and obviously there was like a social media movement to bring him back and all the or to clear up clean up his story at least um so i and i got the i got the kind of i got the sense watching that there was just like every moment of screen time for him is like something that the director really fought hard for yeah and like everybody else just kind of wasn't into it and they're like all right fine like you can you can have like your one han scene or whatever and like he can kind of be there but like if that's what it takes to get you to make this movie fine that's what we'll do you know i don't know if that's true or not but that's the impression i got watching the movie huh so the other thing I wanted to point out with these Fast and the Furious movies that is, um, I've noticed now watching them kind of chunked up together is um, the bad guy makes a difference in how good the movie is in 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 a different way than superhero movies. Hmm. In that, um, superhero movies having a really good villain is really important, and it, it doesn't matter at all in these in the Fast and the Furious. It's actually the size of the caper or the heist is more important. And a bad guy in these movies is actually subtractive from these films. I don't like, know if I would go that far, but like to the, to name, the point, a good vil- name, a good villain villain in these movies that you were like, I, and I'm kind of forgetting the Satham one altogether because I just don't remember. Yeah. I think, I think basically they're largely non-entities. Like, I don't think they, they make anything, actively worse like i'm i can't think of a movie where it's like oh man the villain was so bad and, and they almost ruined that movie um, i can 
Charlize Theron in eight. And now I'm like, man, we're really doubling down on that shitty fucking plot. And here we are. (laughs) Fair. Like I'm supposed to believe Charlize Theron is some like super hacker that can control every gadget on the planet. And now there's this. But she's not the the bad guy in this movie. Well, she's a bad guy in the end, but yeah. in, in like the last little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That one, that, that one, the bad guys in these movies were, I don't know. Even John Cena as the bad guy didn't really fly for me. Well, this well, one, is, was, this one, this one is a weird one in that way. Right. Because like, no, like, I mean, if you want a bad guy, who's like really the bad guy the whole way around, like who, like you're going to like fucking auto, <laughs> like, 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 like that fucking like wiener guy, I guess. Because it's so like that, John Cena is like kind of your bad guy until like three quarters of the way not, through. Right. And Charlie Theron kind of isn't your bad guy until that last part at the end. So that's so kind of. All right. So let's talk about that, because that's my single biggest problem with the movie is John Cena's heel turn, because for two reasons. One, it's like completely so fast. Right. I, I thought, honestly, and I think it would have been the movie better. I was like when he drove off, he should have just. Driven off. off. It's like he's got some shit to work on. Like we'll see him in the next movie, right? Um, but the thing that I kept thinking about was like he has no reason to basically make that heel turn. It's like he gets betrayed by the guy he's working for, and he's like, "Well, I guess I'm a good guy now." Right? And it's not because it's not even like, "Well, the enemy, my enemy" situation, because he's fucking like, it's like fine at the end. It's like all this shit. It's like yeah, all is forgiven. And it's just like. Right, I I, I get I that really from Finn spe- Diesel's point of view. Like, like I get it from Dom's point of view because Dom gets his like has had time to like think through the added information that like oh no, I blamed no, him for no. his death and blah, blah, blah. he got a message from his dad while he's drowning in outer space. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. His his message from his dad. Yeah, it worked for Superman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at least they show their work, right? Even if it's stupid, at least they show it. But for John Cena, there's like he he starts the movie like hating him so much like they say he can't sleep or something like he thinks about it when he's sleeping or whatever he can't sleep he hates dom so much and by the end it's like yeah it's fine the other part that i wasn't sure about and and maybe they said this and i'm just not remembering but like i get the idea you know they they kind of belabor this but i get the idea that it's like he like was always in dom's shadow and so like that's kind of what made him like when he left kind of become this like super spy or like whatever he's like turns himself into and he's kind of like jacked in a way that he definitely wasn't like when he was like little kid jacob but like Mm -hmm. why is he evil like what is he what does he get out of all this like what is he like getting like why does he want to steal this thing right what does he want to do with it and like because that kind of gets also to like when he turns the other way like it's like that would make sense if i don't know if he like had some misgivings about it in the first place or like I don't right. know. Is, like it, something. is it philosophical? Is it money? Is it just like it's his job? Like, I don't. Yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know why he's doing any of this. Ultimately, can you guys explain something to me? Probably not. But go ahead. <laughs> we can try. Hans, like adopted sister. I, I, how is she the key? And what is she? That's more of a daughter relationship. Too? Yeah. Her, her parents are the ones who made that Project Ares thing. Right, and, so and it they, works off their it DNA. It works off their DNA, which she obviously has because she's. What their, does their that daughter. mean? It works off their DNA. Oh, this, this is one of those hand wavy, like yeah, biometrics, some, but like biometrics to like the nth degree kind of thing. Right, uh, okay. it's sci-fi yeah, yeah, yeah. biometrics. It's a, yeah, it's a call it back is, to the biometrics thing. Got it. Okay, I guess it is. <laughs> 
Uh, has to be, right? I guess. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just like, whatever, fucking her, her DNA makes it work. That's whatever. It's just, right, well, it's an excuse to this, introduce a new character, which I'm fine with. Like, this movie, fine. like when we talk about that, st- I mean, th- th- that kind of shit's in a lot of movies, so I don't want to, but, but like when we talk about that stuff and especially if, given that they go to space, which reminds me of one very specific one of these, it's like this movie reminded me when I was watching it of like a mid period bond movie a lot where it just <laughs> had this like bloat to it, but like yep. people are still going to watch it because it's fast and the furious, you know, it's like, like one of these like movies where it's just like you're watching it and it's kind of like, well, this is silly. Like, you know, the way that, like, those middle Roger Moore movies, you're just watching it and you're like, well, this is silly. <laughs> and and in the same way, those those middle Roger Moore movies where it's like, fuck, you know, they're just trying to top themselves with every movie. And it's like, yes, that too. Like, I guess the next one's going to have fucking time travel because I don't know where they go from here. Yeah, after like, space. Like, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It is pretty ridiculous. I mean, they're uh, done, right? No. No, they got two more. Yeah. You're shitting. Yeah, me. they've no. officially said they're doing two more, and that's going to be the end. F F eleven or whatever the hell they're going to call it <laughs> is going to be the last one. That's it. Yep. F eleven colon volume down, according to my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> they named it that. Uh, did you guys? Can I ask? Um, so they brought back. They brought back the characters from the third movie, uh, only one of which I realized, I, I noticed, I recognized on sight. The other two I had to look up. Will Bow Wow? I didn't fucking recognize him. I, well, I, I knew it was these. him just because who else could it be a little bit, but uh, yeah, he looked completely different. And yeah. the other guy, the main guy, I didn't yeah, know who yeah. the third guy was. The, the I had to look him up. He was he was like he was like the other another guy, like another friend. He was definitely kind of guy. in the movie. Yeah, I don't was, remember, but him. I didn't remember him at all. Yeah, um, I liked just randomly that like they made Lucas black from like the third movie. They made him become this like super not cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, I love like, that. He's like, so like, kind of like, he like kind of like really leaned into like nerdiness and he's and the like, other guys he's are like, all, like balding and shit. Like and the other guys are like, they're rich. They're super like thieves and like all this shit. And he's like a fucking loser. Who's like building rocket cars in the <laughs> desert and not very successfully like, right and getting like super super excited when it like doesn't blow up yeah and then it does um did he show up in any of the other movies no. just the third one there's a very quick cameo of him in the seventh one i think you oh, see him there? for like two seconds yeah um where they're basically like because it's it's in this beginning of the seventh movie they're like dealing with han's death so like vin diesel goes and pays him a visit like that sucks doesn't it and he's like yeah like all right see you later um and that's pretty much it Okay. Do we want to talk about the the flashback bits? Because um, I kind of. Oh man, do we? Well, it... the only thing I want to mention is the actor I who mean, plays like a lot of them. The actor who plays young Dom actually like pulls off a pretty good young Vin Diesel. I agree. I, w- I was kind of. I it made me wonder if that was his actual voice or if they like dubbed in Vin Diesel. At I, some I point. thought this. I had the same thought. I was yeah. like, man, he's pretty nailing it. Um. Yeah. It's, Man, it's, they it, really that was really all those scenes were just so forced and crammed into a movie to make it happen. Honestly, like they could have done that in one scene that was like five minutes long and been done with it. Like they didn't need to keep going back to it. And like it, it, it felt weird too because it references a so I don't know if you guys will remember, but like in the first movie, like Vin Diesel tells Paul Walker the story of like when he beat that guy 
Yeah, with, with the, the wrench. wrench. Yeah, yeah. And they show it, and like they weirdly like retcon it in so that like John Cena's character is like going to do it, but Vin Diesel's like, no, no, I'll do it. Right. And it's just like, why? Do, like that's like it's completely unnecessary and weird. It's like you didn't even need to show us any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I, we got the motivations. Like you're you're really like um, gilding the lily on this one. It was yeah. like way too much. Yeah, it was crazy. Only that took. I did like I I did not clock at all in the opening scene. I did not clock at all that that was Michael Rooker. Really? <laughs> like in, not in the opening scene. Not not until they actually like had him after that and he talked. So I wasn't expecting to see Michael Rooker, and I wasn't really looking at that guy closely to begin with. Like, oh, I didn't know I was he like, was oh. in the movie. I was like, they, they they younged up Michael Rooker. That means we're going to see old Michael Rooker later. Right, right. Yeah, once they, yeah, I mean, once, obviously, once we got to, like, actual Michael Rooker, it was like, oh, fuck. Like, Michael yeah. Rooker's in this. Thank mm-hmm. God. I thought he was going to be in a lot more. I was like, fuck. They're like, he's young in this, so they're like, we're going to see old Michael Rooker a bunch, aren't we? And we didn't, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Because like you said, this movie's already bloated. Like, Yeah. But by the way, this movie ended, and... um one of the things that that crossed my mind was trying to figure out what the the car was in this movie. If you think of all the other movies, even the Brazil one, where you're like, "There's no like the car in the Brazil one." I was like, "No, it was the cop cars. Like they raced the cop cars." Yeah, is this the car? Like the car that went into space? Like what? What is the car of this no, movie? I would say it's Can't the magnet cars. Car. Yeah, the ma- those weird magical magnet cars. Those were cool. I mean, the the magnet. At the magnet least, was cool. I was at, say. At, at least it's something they fucking found, and it wasn't like, oh, I invented this in my spare time just for this just for this movie. It's like, oh, here's a cool thing that like we the bad use. guys had. Yeah, yeah, we'll now, take it. Yeah, right, right. Now we can use it. Um, I liked. It took a long fucking time to get there, but like, I liked generally both of the chases that involved the magnets. First, the one in Edinburgh, and then the big climax one. Um, with the huge fucking big truck and everything. Um, I, I at least like the magnet parts of it. But I will say, like... Very I mean, reminiscent of the fifth movie with the safe. But also, like, those magnets, I mean, as you would expect, like, they kind of work the way they wanted them to work most of the time, right? Like, there's there's a oh, whole completely. bunch of times... There are a whole bunch of times when they put the magnets on and shit flies into the car, like, that's chasing them. And it's like, yeah, but before it just slams right into you. Like, like why? Why would it? Why would the stuff fly behind you when you have the magnet? Like, right? Oh, there's there's so much weird magnet shit in this movie. Like the way it like sucks up a car just the right way, but like doesn't. And like at the end, but their two cars don't smash into each other right, at any point right, when they're starting right, to face each too. other. The, the weird thing at the end is like, oh, we'll pull down the power lines with this. It's like, why wasn't it pulling down the power lines the like whole the time, half an hour before this when right. they were using it then? It's super weird. Yeah, it's 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 a total, you know, works by the power of the plot, you know, kind of a thing. They yeah. kind of do hand wave as well. Like, how the fuck they have these, one, these magnets get installed into cars in, what, five minutes flat? Right, and they, and they have these dials that they've, like, put in there to, like, have, uh, like attach to it or something. And, uh, like, like they've they, they, like they wired that stuff in pretty fucking quickly. Well, that's definitely, like, a, a montage that you would have had in earlier movies of, like, Absolutely. fucking, like, we're souping up the cars now. And they would right. have shown, like, a lot of that stuff. And this movie, even though it's, like, fucking two and a half hours, like, we don't have time for that shit. Like, we're just moving on. And we, have, we need we need We need another fucking flashback. We don't yeah. have time for this. No acknowledgement of like how the fuck or why the fuck they have all these American muscle cars floating around Europe. Yeah, that's that, that, like that is another like I, I don't know. Have they ever talked in these like are, are there like 
suppliers they're always going to when they're doing these heists, which really only in work. And the, la- the last there one, yeah. they, they, were, they like visited a garage in New York. It was like called the toy shop or something, right? Okay. And it had all these. And that, that was the, there was a bright orange car that was like the car in that, right. in that movie. They, well, that they've also established, like since one of the earlier movies, all, each one of these guys was a fucking like beyond rich. So like they can always just hand wave it away. Like they can just buy whatever car they want. Like money is no, literally no object to them. Um, so, you know, if that's like, uh, this is a car I want, it's just like, fuck, all right, I got that car, you know, whatever. How about like, the opening scene when they're driving over the landmines and it's like, man, I don't know why you're consistently using these rear wheel drive American muscle cars in the middle of the jungle, but it feels like a bad idea. I yes. did. I, I did. First of all, they're like, yeah, you got to go 80. It's like, there's no fucking way any of those cars are going 80 miles an hour. Um, that <laughs> ripping their tires in three seconds flat. That was, that was probably, but the scene like up until he gets out of the truck, that's probably my favorite Tyree scene of him. Like he's like, Oh yeah, I bought this big tank. Fuck you guys. And it's like, you got to drive really fast over these landmines. He's like, God damn it. And like his truck is just getting blown to shit over all those landmines. That part I actually did like. I yeah. That was funny. The rest of his comedic, but did fall really flat in this movie. I do like him in other movies. Nish just this one was not good. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I, by yeah. Far, yeah. I mean, I, I even don't mind the conceit, of them lampshading a little bit the fact that they that they do ridiculous things and like never die and all that but that shit went way too long like that conversation that they have like three times during the movie about oh, like it's about like I'm invincible, invincible. Yeah. yeah and stuff like that and it's just like oh all right already the other thing i liked about this movie is in the previous movie the 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 british hacker i, I don't remember her cypher no the, no, the actress is natalie wrong? it's it's natalie emmanuel it's yeah, and I, I don't well, like any the the girl who's uh, Missande from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. On the, the good guys. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they set her up as like the, a weird love triangle between um, Tyrese and Ludacris, and and that fucking sucked. And I do appreciate this movie. It's like, nah, they're just all friends now, and it's like fine. And there is no like sexual tension or like weirdness. Or she's not there just to be somebody's girlfriend. It's like, nope, she's just there. And they're and she's the three just, of them like, are actually one of, one of the crew. Yeah, and yeah, I actually like, I like her, but man, I do not like her character as a replacement for Gal Gadot. Well, sure, it's it's a very different character. It's just also just there's there's not a lot of charisma to, to this character. They definitely try and play her up quite a lot, and I, I don't like the character very much. I, I like liked, her as an actress I, tremendously. But. I liked her bit about trying to drive and like, I, yeah, I did like that part. Yeah, that but, actually kind of worked for me, especially like in a series that's ostensibly all about driving. She's like, yeah. I don't know how to drive. Something that I uh, enjoyed in the movie is um, my favorite MMA fighter was in this movie. Okay, who was that? Was that the guy that fights John Cena at the end on the on the roof? No, it's the guy that fights uh, Han in the truck. Oh, okay, Han in the truck. When when she's she's driving, yeah, she hops in, she starts driving the electromagnetic truck for the first electromagnetic truck for the first time. Oh no, Tyre. Ty- Tyrese and Ludacris are in the back fighting a bunch of guys. Yeah, that's true. But Han fights a, a, a big black dude who has a parachute and he gets he gets a bomb. When, oh, when, when Han fights the, the guy, yeah. When Han fights the guy, it's Mia who's driving, right? Oh, is it? In, yeah, yeah, and they're in, oh, you're yeah. Right, you're right, yeah. they're in that segmented truck or whatever that yeah. they. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that huge truck. That guy's an MMA fighter. He's a heavyweight champion of the world. Cool. The guy now he's dead. Yeah, he got he got blown up. <laughs> Francis, his name is Francis Ngannou, and he is scary and amazing fighter well he's no match for han obviously yeah exactly (laughs) 
So <laughs> knowing what I know about him, I'm like, no, this is utterly ridiculous because Francis Ngannou is six foot six and 270 pounds of pure muscle. Like, there's just no, he's the size of the rock. I'm pretty sure Han is also six foot six and 270, right? He looked bad. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> you wouldn't see so. Han fighting the rock and, and yeah. have a believable anything going on there. So I, I mentioned this to you guys, um, I think at some point before when we were getting ready to to do this, but, you know, having not seen F8, it was like Helen Mirren was in this and I was clearly supposed oh, yeah. to know who she was. And I figured it out. I, I had a pretty good idea from the dialogue, but they never explicitly come out and say her last name is Shaw or that, you know, they, they, she mentions the boys or something like that or my sons, but she doesn't mm-hmm. really say who they are or anything like that. Um, so it was definitely like it's like, oh, OK, I guess I got to look this up <laughs> as to who this is. I mean, between that and like the the Tokyo Drift people and like a couple other things, this movie leans pretty heavily. Like, you have to know a lot There's of Fast and Furious stuff in this movie for sure. Like, the guy who is manning the grill at the end, I, I feel like I was supposed to know him. You There's are. A... He is one of the two Spanish speaking guys from F five. The Fast. Yeah. There's the other. I remember the, the two guys who are always fighting. Um, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. Spanish, he's one of those guys. I guess right. the other and, guy and who opened the yeah, restaurant, opened the restaurant where the where the food sucks. He says at yeah. the end. I don't know why he's that guy's not in the movie, but he's not. I right. felt like there was a number of those where it's like they were like wink, wink. See, that's why I thought this was the last one because like, oh, we're bringing everybody back for this one, and we are going really ham fisted into like making sure we tell everybody's backstory and tie a bow on everybody's character here. I mean, I kind of think they're setting up. So my take on ultimately how the series will end, they will have to take down Charlize Theron's character. I think that's the ultimate big bad of the series oh, that she, they're going for. So she's going to keep floating around in F10? Yeah, I, I, that's my... Like right. they can't There's going to be some other bad, bad guy. guy too, probably, right? right? But they can't but introduce like, like a new big bad in F10 who's like the F11 ultimate guy they kill, right? Like, they, it, like it has to be someone we already know. Right. Right? Probably. I mean... I think so. Yeah, I would I would think you're probably right. And this movie even brings back like like Brian's cop buddy who's like nose kept getting broken in the first movie or the first couple of movies. Um, oh, right. He like has a as like an FBI agent. He has like a quick cameo in this movie. It's like, man, they really did like fucking. Oh, what's the guy who was in um, Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. They fucking like trolled all the history of these movies for this. <laughs> it's yeah. This is such a. Anything else we want to discuss with this movie? I thought there was only other thing for me to add is there is a um, last two movies in the Fast and the Furious um, saga. Conspicuously absent of good music. Normally there's very good music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty forgettable for sure. Um, I don't really remember two, anything. There was like the there was two, like some slow song playing when they're in Japan, right? Like some like, I don't know. That's, don't that, that's honestly the only thing I can remember right now. Um, there's two things I wanted to bring up quickly. One is Nish. I think your comparison to like the bonds franchise is becoming more and more apt as these movies go on Insofar as like, they're their own thing. They're kind of ridiculous and you're either on board with it or you're not. Um, and like, I don't think the series is at the point where it's winning over any new fans, right? It's either like the people who watch it are watching it and that is what it is. And that's uh, largely like what bond is, right? It's like its own thing. The formula, like there are variations of it, but it's never going to really change. Right. Um, and you either have to like get on board or, or not. And that's it. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is, fuck it. They should have just killed off Paul Walker's character. 
Because totally. the lengths the lengths that they go to to explain why he's not there, like they don't hold up. Um, and then they have to, and they're doing it. They have to do it constantly because, of course, you have to do it constantly because if his character was still there, there's no fucking way he wouldn't be around for any of this shit. They literally brought everybody under the sun they could back for this movie, but Brian can't make it because he's busy being not just, but Nia's back, but Brian's right. Not. So he's, I have a, I have a, he's babysitting the whole movie, which is hilarious. I have a, I have a theory that they are gonna fucking bring his character back. Like just gonna be his brother playing him, or like a total digital replacement, or something. But like you will fucking see him again. That's why they they they're not gonna kill him off. I guess because yeah, because I totally agree. Like like I mean, I think we talked about this maybe in some past episode when we talked about Fast and the Furious because I feel like this feels familiar to me. But it's like there's it's this weird. It's less so in this movie, obviously, but like it was big in seven, and from what I feel like you guys told me, it's like big in eight too, where it's like. This weird thing where he's still alive, but then like sometimes they like they kind of treat him like he's dead in weird ways because it's like kind of a reverence for Paul Walker, the actor, a little right. bit. But it's like it's just, that's just a weird way to be where it's like, you know, it's totally weird. Yeah, they should have names his son Brian, which is like what? Right. Yeah, he should have named his son Paul. Right. Yeah. He would have yeah, thought that he would have named it. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, from what we saw before he found out more, it's like. You would have thought he would have named his son Jack or whatever, whatever his dad's name is, right? Like it's like, right. like like his dad died young and he like idolized his dad and his dad was the one who taught him about family, which is the whole fucking thing about this whole this franchise. It's like you would have thought that's what he would have named his son, right? It, you're right. This movie is these movies now simultaneously treat him, his character like it's a, he's alive and dead. Yeah, which is a really weird yeah. feel to him. But mark my words. Like he may not have any lines, and he may just—it sh- may be the last thing they show in the whole series. Like it's him fucking walking in the door, but we're gonna just fucking see him again. I hope you're right. That would get me to see the. That would get me to come back and see the eleventh one. I so, might miss so the you could one. See, you could see like some either digital Paul Walker or like cut footage from some old movie Paul Walker no, walking in the door and being like, "It's gonna be digital, hey man, gonna, like and that's like, it." <laughs> his brother looks just like him. They'll do a deep yeah, fake. Deep like fake him. will be really good in two three years. Yeah, it's they're gonna do like a, they're gonna do like a Rogue One thing on him and like yeah, don't put him in there. The the franchise misses him. I never would have thought I'd say that. I agree, but it totally does. Yeah, it, it really Watching does. These last two, like surprisingly, I don't know. I, I think you're right, Paul. I hadn't thought about it that the chemistry between the two of them. I was like, really, Did Paul Walker carry this franchise for real? The other thing that they do, and I'll just mention this really quickly, <laughs> is at, at the beginning of the movie, right? So, so they get the footage, and Dom and Letty are watching it. Letty's like, "I'm going to help these guys because I actually." I kind of, I really got the impression from it. I was like, I don't want to be retired. I don't really like your kid. I'm like, I'm right. fucking out of here. <laughs> right. uh, like, there's no like motherly instinct in there Jesus. at all, um, which I was kind of waiting for, but I was disappointed not to see it. But she's like, no, I like being a criminal I'm, and I'm out of here. Uh, and then Dom, like later, like watches it and like he has to like at the last minute decides to go. And it's just like they went out of, they really went out of their way to establish like they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. And no one knows where they're there. Who is watching their kid? I was totally going to say right. that too. F10, the babysitter. <laughs> like, I really, like, at the end of the movie, I just wanted Dom to be like, holy shit, who's watching Brian? And, like, cut to black, you know? <laughs> uh, the reason Dom left is because he somehow, you know, he, he did that enhanced thing. He pinched and zoomed and saw 
the necklace the, of that, his brother. Yeah. It would have made sense if they ended it with the who's watching Brian and then that mid credit scene with Deckard Shaw. It's like he's the one watching Brian down in that like basement or whatever while he's punching that guy. He's punching like, that guy. He's like, you don't need to see this, Brian. <laughs> like, like, Wait, you know that in eight, he's the one that, that that got the baby, right? No, I didn't know that. There was a, yeah, there, there's, there, all, there's a scene just like that. Oh, no, really? It's, it's yeah. actually kind of worth watching the whole movie for. There's like there's a whole scene where like he puts big earmuffs on the baby and it's like it has to, has to shoot his way out, but but while protecting the baby and like and he keeps like stopping and checking in on the baby to make sure the baby's fine, and it's pretty amazing. All right, I might I might look for that scene. Look for that scene. The rest is Garbaggio. <laughs> <laughs> Should we put some ratings on this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Nish, go ahead. Um, I can't believe we talked about all that and and didn't talk about them going to space, other than to just say they went to space. <laughs> like like the thing that this movie will kind of be remembered for forever as like the movie where they went to space. Um, I I, I kind of got I mean, the I mean there's, there's really like, nothing to say. It was, like fait, like, it was like a it was like a it was like a accompli. It's like, well, we have to go to space, don't we? And it's like, yeah, we have to go to space right it's like we got to do this just to say we did it i like the notion though that they went to space and then they dock with the iss and like they get they, they mentioned that they're there for weeks right and they get a, a mission back and it's just like yeah it's fine like it's not a big deal it's not like the biggest fucking news story in the history of the world at least these two guys randomly showed up at the iss <laughs> in, in a car, car. <laughs> like there's no way to like hide that yeah <laughs> like, like, wearing fucking deep sea diving suits right like it's not like those two should, I don't know. They should probably be in jail, right? Like there's like at the at, at a bare minimum, but like they should be fucking held for questioning for a really, really long like, time. Also, I've talked about. I realize I'm supposed to be giving my grade, but like I I I like we've talked about this I think before because we've covered multiple space movies or space TV shows on this podcast. But it's like it was just yet another one where at the end they're like. They're like looking at him out of the ISS, and they're fucking just hanging out the door and waving, and it's like. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, 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 like! I fucking hope you you guys are like seat belted in, like on your like legs or something. Like, you're just gonna fucking float out and be gone. Like, what are you doing? It did make me laugh when they got the when they got this into orbit and like the candy wrapper float. I was like, man, how much candy did you fucking eat? And he's like, I eat candy when I'm nervous. Yeah, that That was was that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's like, how do you grade a movie like this? Um, you know, it, it's 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 kind of garbage. Like, I feel like these. I again, I didn't see eight, but it sounds like it was shitty too. Um, but I feel like these have kind of come all the way back around to kind of being like not good. I feel like I guess this is a more entertaining not good than like the old not good movies, which just kind of started sucking and were like kind of a drag to get through, but we've covered kind of all the stuff in it. And it's like, like I said, like, I think it still has a couple of good action scenes in it. Like the, 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 the couple times they actually deigned to show us some driving scenes, they were decent. And, and the electromagnet stuff was kind of fun. So with that, I'll give it a one and a half. Not great. Not good. Hmm. Polly. This is a franchise. I think that's lost its way. Um, uh, especially in these last couple of movies, um, you know, we've talked a lot about like the loss of Paul Walker on this, and it's and it, the impact has been really big. And I feel like we are like, yeah, we are in like the doldrums now of, of just like we're like it's gotten 
big and bloated and like it just needs to be shot at this point. <laughs> um, that being said, I will continue watching them <laughs> probably for as long as they make them. Hey, there are two um, more movies. It's like I'll fucking watch two movies. Yeah, watch um, this but one. but it's it's it 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 is not good. Um, I ultimately think I'm going to give this movie. I was going to give this movie a two. I'll give it a two and a half for bringing Han back. I hope he actually gets fucking used in the next movie and doesn't get immediately discarded. But I think Justin Lin is finishing out this these last three movies. I think huh. they brought him on for the whole trilogy. So yeah, you're, you're I have, right. I have he faith. Is. Man, a Han-centric next movie could, could turn it around. <laughs> Dude, there is a fuck Like somebody said, like, oh, I'm just waiting for the adventures of... Um, Han and Gal Gadot and Mr. Nobody spinoff. And I was like, fuck, I would watch the hell out of that. Yes. Yeah. I'm with Nish. Uh, one and a half. I don't think I need to bleed on here. The, you know, cars in space, the utter ridiculousness of it, I can actually deal with. We didn't even talk about how um, Vin Diesel jumped a car off of a cliff that then found a way to latch itself to a long metal rope that swung it up and over to the border oh, to yeah. another country, yeah, right? I so forgot about that. I, I can get on board with all of this shit. What I have a really tough time with is like lengthy, shitty exposition just for exposition's sake. And this movie was chock full of it and really hated the previous one way more than I hated this one. But we had to double down and bring back that that same type of bad guy thing. I really hope they move past Cypher and find something different. And also no Jason Statham, no the rock in this one. That was kind of a, that's kind of a bummer. We're never going to see the rock again. I hope Statham's not done. Well, he was in the post credit sequence. That's true. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't stick around to post credits. There. Well, uh, so yeah. Post credits is basically Jason Statham's in like some fucking, I don't know, underground lair Basement. somewhere. And he's, beaten up on a punching bag and then you find out that there's a dude in that punching bag that he's been interrogating uh basically oh. and then does his doorbell Brian. ring basically like 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 no, the door opens yeah, i think i uh, know i because he goes and answers it so oh, i think maybe it's like, or, 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 or maybe there's a knock on the door and so he turns around and goes to the door and he opens the door and it's han and he looks surprised because he obviously did not he was not party to uh to han faking his death right so he obviously thought han is dead yeah, well, so I think it's I think it's fair to assume we will see more of Jason Statham in these movies. Yeah, yes, I think it's also fair to assume that even though I didn't enjoy this, I'll probably see it on TV again at some point and watch it again. Yeah, probably. I don't think you're. Gonna get, I really don't think you're going to get your wish as far as Charlie Theron's character. But there's easily forty minutes they could have cut out of this movie, which would have made it a lot better, for sure. How yeah. long was the first one? Because these last two are both. Two, and two and hours, hours and twenty minutes yeah. and change. I was like, "Holy shit!" I, I do and think it this fell every minute. I do think this movie 20. is noticeably worse than the eighth one. I think this. I think this. I, I haven't seen the eighth one that recently, but I I have fonder I memories it. of it than this one. I flip it. I think this one was noticeably worse, noticeably better than the eighth one. Those flashbacks are interminable. In this they movie. really are. It's also, go like on forever. The other thing that I kind of wonder about: an hour and forty-six minutes, by the way. Uh, the, the first, first movie. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, makes sense. Right. Which, you know, you kind uh, of probably about an hour, probably a solid hour of car racing. Yeah. There's a lot of car racing in that first movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I'm nervous about is it's like. 
they had to make up a brother in order to drag Vince Diesel. God, I keep saying it. <laughs> keep saying it. Why? Like, I feel like I, I feel like I've turned into like someone's mom. You know, <laughs> that Vince Diesel. He's so, um, <laughs> he's a good boy. You know who I like? <laughs> I like that Vince Diesel. <laughs> I saw him on Jimmy Fallon the other day. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon is the exact right pull for that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, no, but it's like they had to create this brother to get him like out of retirement or whatever. And it's like, what are they going to have to do next time? Because it's like nothing. Else. You know. If it's Charlie's Theron again, it's like he clearly that wasn't enough for him. He had to have, he had to have Jacob or whatever. It's like we've never seen his uh, mom. You know, no, no, no. Brian gets kidnapped, and it's real easy to put Brian underneath a underneath a, a potato sack. Potato sack, yeah. Um, it then, is funny for they like rescue him, and he's like, "No, leave it on." <laughs> like his potato. No, that's sack. the way. That's the reveal, and we see you know computer you know, you Brian. S- you say that about his long lost brother, but fuck it, like. He had for a movie series about family. He has a sister that he basically ignores and pretends isn't alive too. So that's very true. Yeah, I guess I to mean, the point where like <laughs> I forgot until she mentioned it in this movie that they were brother and sister. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, fuck yeah, that's right, they're related. Like she's just she's not just part of the crew, <laughs> right? Wherever she's been since we've seen her last. She's gotten maybe a little too heavy on the Botox. Yeah, possibly. She's our age. I felt bad. Her face looked really, really worked on. I always I always feel bad for her because the thing I always think about now when I see her is the fact that like in the seventh movie, she was like filming something else and was like coming in later. So they were gonna do all of her and Paul Paul Walker scenes at the end, and then he died. Oh, so they never fuck. None of the scenes of them together are from, you know, shot for that movie. I always liked her character. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah. Especially especially in the first one. Yeah. Movie doesn't work without her. No. Agreed. That's a big part of that movie. I feel like we're 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 like talking ourselves into the Fast and the Furious being like a very good movie. <laughs> like all of a Listen, sudden. Like, I, 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 I'll, uh, you know, I think I've, I said it. this on it's the podcast bad. before. Like, I am an unabashed fan of this franchise. Like, I've watched them all, except for these last two. I've watched the rest of them multiple times. Like, think about Fast and the Furious, the, the first movie. I agree with you on this, Paul, by the way. But the thing about it is, like, it's very dated. They use very specific and there's references. A lot, and there's a lot of problematic shit that they get said in that movie, too, which is really cringy. Where you're just like, oh, damn, you can't say that. Like, yeah, yeah. The homophobia in that movie is rampant, yeah. which is unfortunate. So, what else? We good? We good? <laughs> we good? Um, you want to do another twenty minutes on the Fast and the Furious? Yeah, we can keep um, talking. I think I'm. I think I'm out on the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> um, we got some. We got some messaging. I don't. I don't know if you call it an email, but we got some messaging. <laughs> This week, we got some non-specific communications. <laughs> hey, we tell I re- people I received a carrier pigeon from one of our <laughs> listeners. Can't remember if we talked about. So it on I the kept show. the pigeon. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
Paul, you sent an article this week about um, volumes of volume of sound versus versus uh, audio versus dialogue, which I couldn't agree more. By the way, yeah, yeah. So the long and short of it is, uh, we had a discussion in the Dune episode and probably a few others about how we have to like turn subtitles on, and I feel like I have to do that more and more for stuff. And it turns out like, oh, it's not just me or us or whatever. There's like a whole host of reasons, but like very quickly they boil down to like. Movies are mixed with like way more dynamic range than they used to be, which makes the loudest part loud and the quietest part's quiet. Um, people don't uh, like movies aren't necessarily mixed for watching at home as much as they used to be. Um, so it's you get more of like the theater mix, which is like very different, obviously. Right. And there's some aspect of people having their shit misconfigured, which I That's- choose to believe is not me, but could be. Um, and there's also just a trend right now to like under mix um, dialogue, like under other stuff in the movie. It's like, and apparently the the article talks about how Christopher Nolan like is always fucking like pushing down the dialogue and pushing up everything else, and like I wonder and is, why and is super into it. And people think it. I, I don't know the reason why, but like whatever the reason why is, it's like it's not whatever effect you're going for, like. All you're doing is like making people go, huh? Um, so I said, cut that shit out, everybody. Well, the other um, thing that the article says, which makes sense, because even when I mix the podcast, like we're sitting here right in front of microphones, not moving very much. And even over the course of an hour, hour and a half podcast, our levels go way, way out of fuck. Really? Thank you for that. <laughs> but no, they really like the volume at which one or all of us are, I can't mix it just the beginning. We shift. Sometimes we like some, per, like right. your, your voice goes hot, louder or quieter. And then it just stays there for 10 minutes. And then you get louder for 10 minutes. I'm like, Oh God damn it. Like, but imagine filming scenes digital, not on tape. So the dynamic range is greater and you're mixing together sound over the course of many different recordings, many different clips and many different hours of shit. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. And they also talk about like sound recording isn't a highly respected job on set. So it's like, if everything else worked, but the sound recording wasn't great, they're like, fuck it. You can Keep fix it. it later. Right. Yeah. Like, well, it's fine. Yeah. Let's just move on. And like all these things come together and it's like, yeah, I need a lot of subtitles. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize when I was watching Dune, which I wish I had, cause I can't watch it now cause it's gone from HBO max, at least for a while is um i i don't know about you guys but i watch most of my shit on an apple tv and i use airpods which means i can pair my airpods to my apple tv and watch stuff on my headphones as loud as i want when everyone else is sleeping in the house and it's fine and i've started doing that and it's amazing the integration is great first of all the volume on your remote will work with the volume on the airpods and it takes like four button clicks to move the sound over to your airpods it's pretty sweet the other thing I don't know if you've played with on the AirPods is um, I don't know if it works on the on the Apple TV or if it's just my phone. Is that spatial? It's like got a spatial awareness thing. Yes, where it, where it makes it sound like it, it's the sound. It makes it sound like the sound is coming from the screen, right? Even though it's like headphones in your ears, and it's so good. Like like I, I'm not saying like it, I love it and it's the best thing ever, but it's so effective that I often have to like take the, my AirPods out. I'm like, is this is the sound coming from my headphones or is it still coming from the TV? Like I legitimately can't tell. Right. I don't have the best ears in the world, but like it fucking good enough to fool me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Make that sure being said, I don't, I don't, 
I don't think it does work with the Apple TV or maybe just not my Apple TV, but it mm. totally works with my phone and stuff. And Nish, you, um, you have a Roku, right? You don't have Apple TV? I don't have an Apple TV. I, I uh, mostly actually use just my actual like TV, like the smart TV stuff. Um, and I'm, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm pretty sure I, it's, even though it's not an Apple TV, I'm pretty sure I can pair my AirPods with it. I just haven't done it yet. So AirPods I will act it. like a regular Bluetooth device. Yeah. Right, exactly. So I'm pretty sure I can just do that. Yeah. Like it like some of the other stuff might not work quite the same way, but like at the very least, volume wise, I could probably do that. Highly recommend. I uh, hi- highly recommend. Makes it a lot easier. Yeah, no, I think it, it makes sense. I mean, what I've what I'd been doing for a long time, and part of this like stems from like pandemic, and then also like when I had like the you know, the, when I, the, when I was recovering from the surgery and all that stuff and I was just stuck in my room. And so I got used to like at night after like putting my kids to bed, just going into my room for the rest of the night. And so I just got used to like watching like my TV up here, like the internet's shitty. And so I like, don't get like, I basically don't get anything up here. So like, if I want to watch something on a TV, I have to go downstairs. I just wasn't doing that. And then the last couple of weeks, it's like, why am I not doing that? Like, I should just go do that. I think the kids <laughs> like, even like, you know, I turned the volume down a fair amount, like like we were doing, and like they don't seem to hear. You know, they they seem like they sleep through it and all that. But like, yeah, now that I'm doing that more, uh, like I did that for this movie, um, but I watched it quietly. That means, um, but that that was fine. Um, I yeah, we'll definitely you you know do that and just kind of be able to actually watch it a fairly normal experience on like a decent sized TV with normal sound. Because it's been one or the other. Either I can watch it on a decent TV, but very quiet, or I can watch it with normal sound on my phone. <laughs> okay. Well, if anybody else would like to send us any other bits of feedback, how can we do that, Nish? You could email us. That's how you could do it. And you can email us at talktopodflix at gmail.com. And you can also tweet at us, right, Paul? Probably. Uh, at, um, at Podflix Show. No. And you can text. No, you can text. no it's Podflix? Podflix, right? God damn yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And if you want to text, Nish, what's your phone number? It's. Wait, I got to look up your phone number. <laughs> 185 Sawmill. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs>